So spy, so good. <laughs> We're losing the plot. <laughs> yeah, I've had three red bulls today. Yeah, you're up the walls at the minute, mate. Welcome back to episode three of, of Gals, Gals on the, the Pit Wall. I'm Jasmine. I'm Catherine. And we are very excited to give you a respite episode. Ooh. Very exciting. It's been a good weekend. It has. And Spa's my favourite track, so I was already excited. It was a sprint weekend as well. It was a sprint weekend. What I... a good track for a sprint. I know, because there's so many places to overtake. And the, the rain really caused some chaos as it well. It did, yeah. I know, because it got delayed, what, an hour? Yeah, definitely the best sprint so far, which I don't think is a hard title to claim, but it was really good. It was, yeah. I think it's just such a good track. I love it. I think it's so good because there's, like, elevation changes and then it's it's not a skinny track either, so there's so much space to overtake. Well, we've got a good fact in the elevation that the elevation on the track is the equivalent of if you stood outside Parliament Building in London and looked up to the Elizabeth Tower and Big Ben, that's the same as the elevation change it's about. It's crazy because that's like big, big. It's really hard to comprehend that actually, especially when you look at it obviously from the TV and you're getting yeah, above angles. It doesn't look as big as it really is. It's very cool. I don't know if it was my favourite track, but it was good. Yeah. I don't know why it's my favourite. I think just like every time I see it, I'm like so like, oh my god, like it's in the middle of the woods, it's like the, the weather's so dependent on the outcome the overtakes are good what's your favourite spa moment not from like this weekend but in general I'm not sure you know because like I'm not sure exactly what it is that I'm like oh my god this track but like I just love it just something about it yeah and it's always an entertaining race like you're not like oh I wish I hadn't sat and wasted my Sunday you're like wow that was fun like the overtakes were great yeah definitely say the race was good but the sprint was better see I missed the sprint because I was working but we have watched I did yeah we uh, watched it. I put the highlights on just after the race today so Jess could see them. Yes, see and it was down. very entertaining. There was a lot going on. I have no notes from practice this week. Nothing. Nothing I literally can't out. remember it, so I can't tell you about Maybe I've missed something. But and there was only practice one anyway because of the sprint and the sprint show. I always note stuff down as I'm watching it because I have no memory. Like I can't recall things to save my life, but I have nothing written down for practice, so we get to skip over that. Yeah, so we've, we've cancelled that one out. But we do have sprint qualifying. We do. So SQ1, fine. Perfectly standard. Yep. Sprint qualifying too. So everyone is on, don't know if they're on full wets or intermediates, must be intermediates, and Aston Martin decided to box Lance for slicks. Idiots. And Lance does one lap and he has his radio message going, fuck, I think we've done that too early. Yeah. Um, and lo and behold, next lap. Lance crashes and that is the end of SQ2 but no Williams neither Williams have put in a time nor had Fernando so Lance took out himself Fernando and both Williams not a productive one really no um so that was a bit of a shit show. But other than that, it was all fine. Yeah. The only other big thing of note is, so obviously Max took pole and Oscar was P2. Yes. But the gap between Max and Oscar was only 0.011. Those McLarens, they are on something new. But even then, Carlos was 0.014 behind Oscar. Unreal. Because I was watching the live timings, because at this point I'd actually gone out for lunch. Yeah. So I could only see the live timings, and I saw Carlos go to the top, and I was like, oh my god! Oh. Yeah. And then I saw Oscar go to the top, and I was like, oh. I would have lost my mind. And then I saw Max go to the top, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh well. 
But it was still really exciting. But then, if we go off of how we've been doing it, so we've been discounting Max from everything. True, we made a pact that um, for us, when we watch it, we just pretend Max doesn't exist. Yeah, because we know he's going to finish first and that he's up the top anyway. And if he doesn't, then sure, we can include him again. But for now... If he's still on top and finishing first, we have scored him out of our personal leaderboard. So really, Oscar was P1! Woo! And for sprint qualifying, and actually qualifying on Friday, I had a special guest with me, which was my dad. Yeah. He's never watched F1 before, I don't think. And he fell asleep for most of it. But um, <laughs> Afterwards, we, we talked about it and my dad came up with a few suggestions of how to make things more exciting. Yeah. One of them was that when Max pits, he should have to get out of the car, spin round a few times yeah. and then get back in. I think that's a really good suggestion. Uh, my dad also suggested reverse grid. I would love to see a reverse grid though because they were talking about doing the starting positions from mm. constructors standings? No, driver's Driver standings. Yeah. So that would have put Max first anyway, which I just think is a bit unfair. I think it would have been better to do it if they were going to go for driver's standings to do it reverse just to see if it would give anybody else a shot. My other issue with that call is if uh, qualifying was cancelled due to the rain on Friday and they went off of driver's standings that would have given Checo P2 for starting the race. Yeah. But with his track record in qualifying, I know he's been better now, but if you look at the horse, he's not been great. Yeah. So to hand him that P2 is like, ah, oh, it's really unfair. I know. At least Max is likely to get Paul anyway. Yeah. But Checo is like, no, you've had a mixed bag. You can't just be handed that. That's but it never true. came to that. Yeah. But a reverse grid would have been. It would an have been interesting to, to see how it would have panned out had they done that, though. I thought Max might have still won, to be Obviously honest. he would have, but as we said, we've discounted him. But yeah, that was the kind of highlight of sprint qualifying. Other than Lancelot, yes. it was pretty standard. Yeah. I did feel bad this weekend. Uh, it's Fernando's birthday weekend. Yeah, it was. Happy um, birthday, Fernando. Yeah, happy birthday, Fernando. But it's not quite um, played out in his favour. It hasn't. Because uh, the sprint race was even worse. Yes, the actual race did not go extremely well for Fernando. But we better go through. I took, and I look back at my notes from the sprint race, I had an essay written. <laughs> so much happened. For me, I had to watch it by myself and I was up on my feet. Like the race started. <laughs> when I say I was screaming for all to go, that is not an understatement. My poor neighbours, because I was so loud. <laughs> and then there was bits, I stood up on my feet at points, shouting at the TV. Yeah. Like I was really into it. In all fairness, it was good. And especially because I've been sat there for an hour waiting for it to start. Yeah. Because there was a lot of uh, kerfuffle before it even began. Yes. So I was ready for it to kick off. In the end, they went for four formation laps and then a rolling start. And the formation laps were behind a safety car. Yes. But even when they were doing the formation laps, no one actually knew if it was one formation lap and three race laps. Yeah. Or four formation laps. Which was made even more confusing because then the actual sprint race went from 15 laps to 11. Because, because they didn't have the fuel capacity the cars, to do it. Yeah, cars didn't have enough fuel to do the 15 laps at that yeah. point. So it was 11. I don't know how much things would have changed if it had been 15, to be honest. Yeah. And I mean, it was still pretty action-packed considering there was not actually too many laps. Yeah, I mean, the highlight of the sprint was Oscar. Oh! Uh, for his brief time leading. He led for two laps. 
first rookie to lead race laps since 2013. Which is insane. Yeah. And he's done it in the track too. My he's f- only gone and done yeah. it. My future world drivers champion. I can see it happening. I was doubtful at the start, but he has extracted a lot from that car. He's living up to the hype. He definitely is. What a guy. Yeah. The, he's definitely grown on me. The big news of the week really is that I have actually ordered myself an Oscar Piastri t-shirt. She's an Oscar gal now, guys. Still a Charlie gal, but I'm splitting myself 50-50 between them. You can only be depressed for so long. Yeah, I need to balance it out <laughs> yeah. with a bit of joy. Um, exactly. So the race started and everyone decided when the safety car went in, or half the grid, I should say, decided they're immediately going to box. That was carnage in the pit lane. Yeah, that in itself was chaos. And no one got um, no one got brought up for unsafe pit release. Probably because it was everyone. Yeah. So they were just like, oh well, fuck People it. were like running each other over down there. I'm surprised that the pit mechanics are okay like that was insanity everyone survived but Max Verstappen did not box at the start no he didn't but Oscar did yes that's smart man and then so Max boxed the next lap but while he was in the pits who comes flying around Oscar yeah oh it was a beautiful sight oh it was amazing I I was so happy seeing Oscar go flying past before Max could get out the pit lane because even though I still knew that Max would catch him yes for those like couple laps it was great bless I was so happy yeah and for anybody who didn't watch the sprint race so half of the grid literally half of the grid 11 cars went into the pit lane after lap one to change their tyres and then on lap two the other half the went. other ten cars went in or no that's not right that would make their what 21 cars <laughs> yeah. nine cars yeah. went in but craziness I've never seen the pit lane so busy in my life and it was carnage both times and then um, young Charlie off the mm. back of Ferrari's 10 second pit stop last weekend Charles had not not 10 seconds granted but five. so small improvements um, but still not great terrible and so Oscar had his, his nice little lead going on yes we're and very happy for Oscar birthday boy crashed yes Fernando had a little spin and when I say that I saw the Aston Martin in the wall and they went oh for fuck's sake Lance <laughs> and they realised it was Fernando I was like Oh, no, it's even a Lance. Uh, yeah. At yeah. this point, you just assume it's Lance. I feel like I root for Fernando more than I root for Lance, though. Yeah, same. But I don't want to see anyone crash. No, um, obviously not. Especially not if there's, like, actual risk of them not getting the, hurt. Not the birthday boy. I know. He did look a wee bit gutted, but I'm sure they actually just got away early for his tea, so it probably would have worked out for him. Yeah, he went and had some cake. Yeah. It was actually, he did it on purpose. It was a tactic. It was. Because it was quite a mighty slip off the track. Oh, my God, but it was the, huge. But the car, fine. Yeah. Yeah, I totally not intact. Fine, fine. Didn't, didn't even tap the wall. Like, just just beached it in the gravel. It's intact, so but he was he was at the wall. So very lucky. Yeah. But I reckon he just did a wee tactical sort of swoop round and went. I think so. Not in the mood today, actually. Yeah. I want my cake and I'm going home. Quite uh, right. But safety car. Yes. Bit of a disaster. Although yes. Oscar said after the race that he kind of hoped the safety car. Um, play in his favour that Max would have less laps trying to overtake him uh, but unfortunately it didn't even take a lap after that safety car for Max to overtake Oscar yeah Max it just was. went powering through yeah it was immediate but when they were behind the safety car Max was really going up Oscar's arms oh my god he was getting really too close a bit too close for comfort but um, obviously it's a Red Bull so no penalties will ever be imposed no yeah that is true although he did take his five place for the gearbox in the true. actual race but I mean that was going to do absolutely nothing for him anyway. Yeah, so. considering he'll win from no matter what place you put him on the yeah. grid. That was just a bit of... That was a sort of, oh, look, we do give him penalties, yeah. guys. We do. 
that was like, oh, they're getting suspicious. Let's <laughs> let's just chuck a wee five place at him. For all we know, the gearbox has never changed. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, shit, they're on to us. Exactly. Uh, Lewis and Checo. Yes. What an incident. Massive. For those who didn't see it, Lewis and Checo were racing alongside each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was wet conditions and Checo did not give Lewis much space. No. And he was kind of swerving all over the shelf, actually. Yeah, like, it wasn't... It was defence. Like, he was yeah. defending, but, like, it was bordering on actually just swerving. It was very elbows out. Very much. Um, and Lewis went into Checo and punched a hole in his side pod. Yeah, Quite a, a big hole. A significant hole. But uh, when I witnessed it, I went, racing incident. Yeah, and it did just look like a racing incident. And if not... Checo's fault. Yeah. And so you get a bit at the top of the screen that says it's being investigated, and I go, ooh, I wonder if this is a penalty for Checo. That's, you know. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Comes up, Hamilton, penalty. I went, what? Yeah. So he got, what was it, five second penalty? Five second penalty. And two points on his super license. Yeah. And what's crazy, because I would debate the penalty in the first place, but the super license poisons is actually crazy. It is outrageous. Because when you see what the FIA wrote, it says, uh, it was wet conditions and Checo left Lewis no space. Yeah, that's like what's in the actual report. So I'm reading that going, so what you're saying is it's not Lewis's fault, two points in his licence. Yeah, if you go over to the FIA's Instagram or Twitter, like you can see the actual report, they've published it and um, it literally says that it was Checo's fault, but they've given Lewis the point. I'm not one for conspiracy theories because I like to believe in the honest and good, but I am getting slightly suspicious now because right. that was horrendous and I'm yet to see anyone who seems to think Lewis should have got never mind the penalty but the two points and a super license yeah and what's even worse is that Toto said that they weren't going to try and contest it which is like why suspicious I get not I get to an extent not contesting the five second penalty yeah but not contesting the points right two points like two points on his license it's not like (sighs) It wasn't worth two points. Absolutely not. A debatable penalty and a definitely incorrect two points. That was a bit frustrating. Like, I'm not even a... I'm not a Lewis fan. Not no. Lewis but I'm not a Lewis fan. Yeah. He's not the first one I support, but... It is per. I know. And I am getting suspicious now. Right. Because there's been a real lack of Red Bull penalties. Yep. And here they are, slapping them on everyone else. Welcome to my Red Bull Conspiracy Club. Yeah. Welcome, everyone. Yeah. We'll rename the podcast. <laughs> So yeah, that was a, a poor show in the sprint race. And then yes. subsequently, there was a wonderful overtake from Carlos and Checo, uh, yeah. which literally had me on my feet shouting because I was so excited. <laughs> uh, and then as Carlos did it, here comes Charles and also overtakes Checo. Wonderful. Yeah. And then I was a bit disappointed afterwards when I saw the hole in Checo's car. I was like, ah, oh, it's not quite as good. But no, it was actually because Checo's rear tires were going. Yes. And not because of the hole. I mean, the hole would have obviously affected it. Yeah, it had to make some impact. at the point the overtake happened, he said that he had nothing in his rear wheel. And then... And there we go. He went off the track into the gravel. He and, did. And doomph. He did, yes. But it was a mighty stream of overtakes there for a moment. Yeah, because then Lando got him too. Yeah. And then he went to gravel and then everyone got him, so... Yeah. Ha-ha. <laughs> if only it was Max. Um, it would have been more convenient if it was. But, you know, we'll take our wins. We will. Oh, and speaking of tyre degrad degradation god it's a hard yeah. <laughs> Max actually was commenting on Oscar's tyre degradation during the sprint oh really saying that Oscar was drifting all over the tracks he had nothing left in his tyres ah oh. was that a bit savage but then uh, after the sprint I saw a comparison between Pierre Oscar and Max's tyres yeah Pierre's are the worst yes then Oscar's are pretty bad 
Max has looked essentially untouched. He can use them again, basically. Yeah, That's like, they were like. essentially a new pair of tires by the end of that. But I don't know how, because he... Drives, drives fast. Yeah, like, he's insanely fast. Like, I don't understand how his tires are still withholding this, so... Red Bull conspiracy yes, theory. Yes, massive Red Bull mm. conspiracy theories here. Pierre put in a mighty shift as well. He did. He did. He had a really good drive. He got I'm P3. Happy for him. And he stayed P3. He's, he's not been having a good time of it recently. No, he deserved that. He did. He needed it for his own confidence as well, I think. And actually, his uh, reaction at the end, you would have thought he'd won it. Not even the sprint. You would have yeah. thought he'd won the Grand Prix. Right. He was so happy. Oh, I know. His radio message was very nice. And him hugging his team. His radio message almost made me tear up. Yeah. That was emotional. But the race, however, did not go so well for Oscar P, did it? No, it was. It couldn't have been more disappointing. Uh, obviously, no one's fault. It was a bit of a disaster that first turn yeah so in a turn one Carlos had um, tried to move on to the racing line he was well within his own mm-hmm. his own area to do so as a non-biased Carlos <laughs> standpoint so Carlos locked up which made him go over a bit quicker than he was expecting and then Oscar was coming in from Carlos's blind point anyway mm-hmm. and Oscar didn't try to back down into the corner so it resulted in a little tapping of both and mm-hmm. uh, Oscar hit the wall and that was that really he was very quickly out which he was, was a shame which it was gutting because I reckon he could have done fairly well on this track yeah I don't think we're far off seeing Oscar have a, a race podium for sure I think it's in the very near future yeah I'm looking forward to that day same but it was a shame for him and also for Carlos as well yeah because Carlos had to retire as well he had a massive hole in the side of his car they were like no just stay out we'll pop some new tyres on and you'll be good to go but like evidently he was not because there was a huge hole in the side of his car because we saw him immediately go into the pit and we're like oh they're gonna retire the car fair play yeah he needed to be retired sensible choice and then we go oh no they're putting new tires on and then he just sort of sat at the back for many laps and they finally retired him after way too long it was like lap 20 or something like it was a really silly amount of time that he was still out there he was literally sat at the back the entire time I was like this is so stupid I know and then Lando as well had his own disaster yeah I don't even know what happened it just all went wrong I know it was a shame it was a really poor weekend for the McLarens which I'm actually a wee bit upset about because it was good to see another team up there and fighting but he did put in a wonderful recovery though he did yeah his recovery was great I mean he was literally driving in last at one point he went from starting near the top of the grid to being dead last yeah and then sort of above Carlos and then finished P7 he did he managed to finish P7 and we actually he was our driver of the day our shared one he was our shared driver of the day but when they showed the three-way split he wasn't even on there I was raging about that Yuki was there and I agree with that but Max Verstappen absolutely not no even Charles is on there and I love Charles but no no they didn't deserve to be there this week they didn't do anything exciting Yuki however yes that boy put in an almighty shift today I've never been proud of that man he was the star of the race he definitely was oh Yuki we Yuki. But yeah, it was good. He was making places and then drawing back, but then making places again. Yeah, and he did, and he made his way back up. But Some mighty he overtakes. He didn't make it all the way back up. I was hoping for a wee Yuki P6, but we didn't quite make that. But he got his point. He did. He got, he got his point. 
Oh yeah, what else have we got? Oh yeah, speaking of Lando. So I made uh, a point about Oscar and Lando, and it wasn't just me that said this, the commentary box had the same thing to say, that Oscar and Lando are very much on par in terms of driving skill, and Oscar's in his rookie year. As Lando, who's been at McLaren now a while, and is planning on staying there a while, and is like, you know, he's like, great, I'm the sort of, I'm the first driver now. Yeah. I'm the experienced one on the team. This is my team. Yeah. And Oscar comes in, and they're the best buds and then Oscar is doing the same as you how must you feel at that point because yeah. all the drivers have a bit of an ego uh, they have to it's um, their job their so job is to think big of themselves I wonder what the feeling is in the Lando camp because you're like I mean Oscar had loads of hype and everyone knows that he was really good he's demonstrated this but he literally hasn't driven the track at Spa in three years yeah and it wasn't in an F1 car when he lasted and he put a blinder in in the sprint yeah. we didn't get a chance to see what he was going to do in the race unfortunately I don't no, I feel like it's cruel to Lando to say that they're on the same level. I think they're definitely on par as teammates. Mm. They're doing what they need to be doing for McLaren, but Lando, I feel like he's been there through every horrible phase of that McLaren car. Yeah. And to finally have a car that works, that's probably going to take a, a wee minute to get used to. Whereas Oscars come into McLaren at ideally the right time because mm. they finally caught a car that works. And yeah. that's all he's ever known of McLaren. Whereas Lando's having to catch up, so I don't know. I feel a bit bad saying that they're on par. I'd say that even if they're not on par, they're very close to Very it. close. I'll say other than experience-wise, Lando's yeah. more experienced. But yeah, who do you think is going to get a race win first, Lando or Oscar? I would say... I would lean more towards Lando. I would hope Lando. But I think it's much closer than I would have said a few weeks ago. For sure, but then if we think to when they're both performing at their best, Lando has been finishing ahead because his pace has been better. Mm -hmm. And I think McLaren... As much stick as I like to give McLaren, they are good at putting whatever driver that has the best pace before the other. Yeah. They let whoever's quickest take the other teammate over, mm. which I agree with. I think that's how it should be run. It yeah. should be your driver number two, so you're not going to overtake our number one. So I feel like they're pretty good for that. So I think just whoever's quickest, but Lando has been quicker than Oscar when they're both performing at peak. Yeah. So I'm more inclined to say Lando, but Oscar has been putting in a mega, mega drive at the moment. Oscar for sure is a future World Drivers Champion. Yeah, I can 100%. see it. 100%. I also posed the question to Jazz earlier, and I said, who do you see getting a race win first, Oscar or Charles? And Oscar. we both said, at this current point, probably Oscar. Do you know what? And that is heartbreaking. As Ferrari gals, we want the best for the boys, but... But Charles did good today. He got his podium. He we did. He got his P three and he seemed happy about it for once. He smiled, he was joyous, he waved. His smile even hit his eyes so we know it was genuine. Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. It was, it was a good moment. I was glad to see it. But I didn't feel too emotional about it. My friend Molly texted me when she saw that Charles got his P3. She goes, did you cry? I said no. <laughs> when he gets that P1 I will cry yes 100% especially after the Red Bull dominance when that day comes I'll be very emotional I'm more likely to cry when Oscar gets on the podium that might get me 
Well, I I cry every time a driver gets their first win. Mm. Like even last year when Checo got his win, I was sobbing and I was like, I don't, I hate Red Bull and I don't even like Checo and I was still like sobbing because I think they just work so hard because there's only 20 drivers. To be one of 20 drivers on a grid and then to like win your race, like that's what they work their whole life for. Like that was... Speaking of Checo... Uh, the real star of the podium today was actually Chico's dad. Yes. Papa Perez. Papa Perez. Oh, he was on form today. Oh, he's just, he's such a gorgeous human being. Like, he just is always, like, he's got so much love to give the yeah. whole paddock. He's not, like, exclusively, like, I'm just cheering for my son. I like that the, the camera kept cutting to him. And then they'd, they'd point it to um, Joss Verstappen quickly and he would look miserable. And then they'd go back to Papa Perez. He's and like, he's like, Whoa! Biggest smile on the whole podium. The whole yeah, bridge. for sure. And he just looked so proud. I reckon they should have him accept the trophies. No, actually, have him hand out the trophies. <gasps> Please, oh my god! But in, in Mexico, Mexico. yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I I would cry. I think I would actually oh, cry. Yeah. Maybe. How do we we write to the Mexico? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna write um an email after we finish filming this to the a strongly worded email. A strongly worded email to the Mexican. What are you gonna put the subject? Papa Perez. Yeah, Papa Perez for trophy handing out in Mexico. Please. I think it'll work. I think so. So if you see uh, Papa Perez doing the trophies in Mexico, know who started that. It yeah. Was jazz. It was in my strongly worded email. While we're talking about that, actually, my real race highlight came into my head. Yes. And that was the national anthem. <laughs> uh, the Belgian national anthem. Oh my god. Sung by what I can only describe as Belgian Elton John. Yes. Who had some sort of like flame coloured glasses on. Yeah. The biggest cape I've ever seen that was the, the Belgian, Belgian flag. flag. Yeah. It literally went meters behind him. Like when he finished singing, he didn't walk away with this cape on. No, they A had to take him out of the cape. Came and took it off him so he could leave because yeah. it was huge really it, huge it was that entertaining Sir Lewis Hamilton didn't even have his airpods in but <laughs> sort of panned the camera and all the driver's faces and it's different levels as you go along the line it starts with uh, Charles and then goes along and each person progressively is like holding in a laugh more and yeah. more so like Charles like pretty you know um, <laughs> stoic yeah stoic and Lewis is like well you know Lewis looks stoic but the airpods are out and always enjoying it then you get to Oscar <laughs> And Oscar has a very memeable face anyway. He's got the best reactions to things. He really does. Very subtle but very funny. And then next to him is Fernando, who genuinely looks like he's going to piss himself. And then you get a brief glance at this sort of other side and Logie Sarge can't even look up. No, he's looking dead at the floor. To be fair, if I had looked up and looked at that man, I would have lost it. I would have had to duck behind the child in front of me. But yeah, this one it was particularly uh, spectacular. Ooh, from this weekend. Uh, obviously, we're in silly season territory. Mm-hmm. Not that many contracts are ending, but we are going to talk about that during the break, whose contracts are coming to yes. an end. But Helmut Marco, our favourite old man. He's not even remotely close <laughs> to my favourite. <laughs> um, that was such a vile comment. <laughs> I just really wanted to see your reaction. That was really strong, strong statements there. This man is not even bordering. Uh, Helmut was spotted out and about, and he was having a lovely wee chat with our Carlos. Yes. And this coincides with my my theory of Carlos leaving Ferrari at some point mm-hmm. I would not be surprised to see him obviously when Checo's contract's up because Red Bull have said they're keeping Checo for another year yeah. but when that is up I would not be surprised to see them take Carlos which would then
then fit in with my theory about Alex going to Ferrari. Yeah. That's true. It would kind of all slot together. I mean, I I would love to say that I don't think Carlos is going to Red Bull, but I think he could end up back there because that's kind of where he started, obviously. But And he's a very strong and consistent driver. And obviously, Red Bull wants someone who's going to be a second driver to Max. Yes. And I would say Carlos is probably the... If they're not wanting to keep Checo, Carlos is probably the ideal candidate for that, unfortunately. Yeah. Because I'd love to see Carlos... I mean, in Ferrari, him and Charles are, like, basically equal at the moment. Charles has just got ahead of him in points now. 99 to 92, I believe. Yeah. But he's treated like a second driver, so... He is, yeah. Going off of the Red Bull car at the moment, compared to the Ferrari car, we'd be more likely to see Carlos get some wins in, in that Red Bull. I think so. But then also, Helmut Marko was spotted talking to Checo, and he came out and said that Checo, what was it, like, his dreams of being... He'd finally put aside his dreams of being World Drivers Champion, and that's why he's driving better now. Yeah. Basically, he's sacked off his dream, because um, we've told him it was pointless, and he's ne- we're never letting him beat Max. Yeah, which is exactly what I've been saying for weeks now, that they were purposely tanking him because he was getting too close for comfort. They're basically like, yeah, we've put Checo in his place, he's accepted it. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. He's not going to win any more races now. Which is a shame for Checo, because it's such a strong start to the season. Oh my god, well, the battle was between him and Matt. And that was quite exciting. I was really excited. We were on Checo, Team Checo. We were. And the thing is, like, with the way that the Red Bull car is, I mean, they were projected to win every race of the calendar this year. So if it was going to be a battle of Red Bulls, then that it would make it more entertaining that they're both fighting each other for the championship. But I don't know why they've decided to tank him out now. It's the fact that even when it's a Red Bull one, too, Max is still so far ahead. It's ridiculous. <sighs> Insane. I mean, when Checo was leading today, that was today, that feels like ages ago. <laughs> Oh my god. He didn't fight Max. They were obviously like, Checo, just let him pass. Yeah. And I know Max is quicker, but like, they could have had a wee scrap. Not even a, like a fight for it, but just, I would like Checo to challenge him a bit more. I know, but I think Helmets booked him. Also, if you're Checo, you must know that you're very unlikely to be staying with Red Bull. Especially with Daniel Ricciardo breathing down your throat. But at this point, I actually don't, obviously Daniel's not been back for that long. Yeah. But Daniel's not quite better than Checo yet. No, and I don't think he is, but I think obviously with Helmets, Helmut Marko saying all of this to Checo and him having to back down from contending for this championship, that there are so many things stacked against him and then obviously bringing Daniel back, yeah. they started putting Daniel's face back on the Red Bull cans. Like, that's Max and Checo that are on the cans, do you know what I mean? And they've started putting Danny's face back on them, like, he knows he's getting phased out. Because originally what everyone was talking about was if Daniel outperforms Checo, they swap, yeah, and they put Checo's Alvatari and that kind of fits. I think Checo but would go kicking and screaming Probably. And I actually do think that Carlos at this point is a better option for Red Bull. And I I can envision it in my head, unfortunately. I'd hate to see my man at Red Bull, though. I don't want to have to rep their colours. I don't think Charles would be too chuffed at that one. I don't think so. And then they would be fighting each other, which would be a whole thing. God, Drive to Survive would eat that up. (laughs) Speaking of, they were there this weekend. Yes, they were. Uh, Conveniently pop up at any any given event. We've got a specific thing to talk about, but I just want to say... 
But a funny little clip was Lando was having a wee chat with Daniel Ketchup. Yep. And suddenly, Drive to Survive come over with their boom mic and their camera. Yep. And the two of them immediately stop talking and just part. They're like, no, absolutely not. Because no one wants to facilitate it anymore because they watch the show back and suddenly they're in this year-long feud where they hate each other. So it's fair enough, but conveniently. So, last time we saw the Drive to Survive crew was at Silverstone. Yes. Which was conveniently, and I know Daniel was there doing testing anyway, but it was conveniently when Daniel was announced that he was going to be going to yes, Alphatari. the big Danny Rick news. And, and we thought, what a coincidence yeah. that they were there. I think we said it on the podcast, you know, convenient. Yeah. And then they were there this weekend. But what happened at the start of this weekend, that was actually, it was very weird timing considering... Completely out of They could have field. said it at the end of the weekend and as we go into this summer break and silly season. Yeah. What happened? So, Otmar and Alan, the sporting director at Alpine... Alpinus. Um, Alpinus. They've left. They decided that they are leaving Alpine but they announced this before anything had even kicked off at the weekend. And I I would put left in sort of parentheses. Yeah. Sex might be the word. Uh, because yeah. Alpine seem to think that the solution to their problem is to just sack all their staff. There's probably about four people left working for Alpine <laughs> at the moment and two of them are Pierre and Esteban. And there's mass debate over who will take over. There's only one name that's been thrown into the pot yet, which is like, it'd be kind of funny. It would be it, outrageous. It seems unlikely at this point, but actually anything can happen and maybe that is the silly season drama. True. The one name we've seen, and it is early days... But the one name we've seen that's been thrown out as placement for Otmar is Matteo Bonotto. Oh, do you know what? If this actually happens, like someone could actually knock me over with a feather, like because that—that's the absolute last thing I ever expected was to see a mid-season Alpine management swap for Matteo Bonotto. What episode for Drive to Survive though? Insane episode! Oh my god, they'd have him carting in in Gunther Steiner's wee car. The only other thing I've got written down in my notes. Um, talk about it. This is so silly. That's a lot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so not only did he have his sprint quality incident. Yes. Uh, he had a little... Um, he had little, an on-foot incident. Yeah. He was in the paddock and a little comic moment. I mean, yes. he looked like he was in a rush, bless him. He did. But some people wanted to take a photo with him and he kind of walked past them. Yeah. And he goes up the stairs to go into Aston Martin headquarters. <laughs> And he stacks it down the steps. All the way down on his arse. Oh, it is so funny. Oh my god, you need to go and look it up if you've not seen it. It really it really tickled me when I saw it. Hilarious. I hope his wrists are okay. Oh, for sure. Um, I was actually a wee bit worried about Not that. sure he's recovered from... The, well, I mean, he must have recovered from the bike an instant now. Surely. Yeah, but accident prone is Lancelot. He definitely On is. track and off track. Yeah. I made the point recently that if Lance was driving for any other team, I think he'd be out. Especially if his dad wasn't funding the team. Yeah. He's not doing awfully, but he's not... He's underperforming, I would say. He's underperforming for the car, the car that he's got. And like, pop off buying your son an F1 team. <laughs> and he looks so proud. Like, if you had the money to, you would, you know? Obviously. Follow his dreams and all that. Yeah. And he looks so proud and Lance as well. But it must be a bit awkward when you're like, oh, I could probably take on a better driver here. For sure. If you think about, okay, so if Checo isn't at Red Bull anymore, think about what team. Yeah. He would slot him quite nicely at Aston. Ooh. If you remove plans, which isn't happening. When I was looking at driver contracts, I was just checking up to see who's going, like, who's is up when. And there's sort of rough dates for all of them. Mm-hmm. Except Lance. Basically, it literally says, we've not got a clue. We yeah. don't know. We assume that he's going to be there as long as his dad's happy to have him there. Yeah. Or as long as his dad's happy to have the team. Yeah. But I do think that he would possibly be getting replaced if it was not for... 
Lawrence Stroll being in charge. Yeah, because he's the money of the team. So I just think that there are a lot of talents trying to break into this game and it does make it a little bit unfair. It would be different if he was completely tanking and we'd be like, oh my God, this is so... Yeah, like it's not a Latifi situation. This is so awkward, like what's, you know, is dad going to do? Yeah. Like it's still kind of a sort of grey area, but um, I wonder, do you think it makes him slightly complacent because he knows... That he's not having to move. There's no urgency to his performance. Yeah. I, I know you want to do as well as possible anyway. But it has to, even if it's not like a conscious thought. I wonder how it affects one's mindset. Do you relax a bit? But speaking of a bit of complacency. Max Verstappen. Each race now. And he's I, making silly mistakes. It could just be that they're broadcasting Max's mistakes a bit more for like a bit of variance. I don't know, his race engineers today were not happy with him. Each race now, the last few weekends, it's just gotten a little bit worse. I could believe it was actual quality. It was Q2 mm-hmm. and Max was in P10. Made it through though. Yeah. So, you Joss. know, happy days, made it through. But on his radio to GP, we had a bit of a Mad Max moment and he was angry. Hollering. Yeah, he was an angry boy. Mm-hmm. And GP was not too pleased. No. And then Max got his pole and he apologised to GP. But then today... It's brat behaviour. Yeah, GP was very unhappy. Very. Max was making the silliest mistakes. He was like using up his tyres too quick. Like when he, he had explicitly been asked not he to. He used a huge amount on an outlap. And he had a little slip and oh, your spin up at Eau Rouge. Yeah, it could have been a bit of a disaster. Because that's a deadly corner. And he also uh, asked to pit and made a joke about little um, pit stop practice. And GP was like, no. Yeah, like they had to tell him to shut up and wise up. And to be fair, if he had pitted, he definitely... Jekyll would have caught It could have really pit. ruined his race there. I know he got away with it once, but like, no need to show off. I know. I don't know if this uh, summer break will do Max good and he'll recharge him. Fingers crossed. Chill out and come back. I'm not even a Max fan and I'm hoping for good things for him at the moment, like, because that was really silly today. I think he's too comfy. I was going to say getting a bit too big for his boots, but I don't know if that's the phrase I want to use, but just like... I feel like it could be, though. Maybe he's starting to show off a little bit, but that's resulting in these mistakes. Yeah. And GP's getting a bit... I mean, they do apologise. It's almost like a sort of old married couple, really. Yeah. But yeah, there's a bit of tension. Definitely. Tension brewing in the Red Bull garage. What if that being drive to survive? But that's kind of everything we have. Yeah. That's our spa roundup. So Oh, four weeks. I don't know I'm going to cope for these four weeks. I know, this will be your first major break. I mean, we'll still be doing the podcast. Yeah, we're still going to do the podcast. And we'll talk about whose contracts are ending. Yeah. And who could be going and who could be coming. Regulation changes. F1 Academy, I said I really want yeah, to talk about that. Yeah, that's an exciting one. Uh, that's going to be a good thing to talk about. Yeah. I am really excited to talk about F1 Academy. Yeah, it's a, a very exciting space at the moment. Oh, well, before we go, I would just love to remind you all to go and have a look at our Instagram and our TikTok because yeah. we've got some great content over there and you get updates on when we're posting here. So Great content on there and better content coming. Yeah, I exactly, would say. because we're only improving well guys thanks for listening see you next week bye bye oh sorry my bad I thought we were hitting the mic not our hands sorry I'm hitting I'm hitting back we've high fived at the end of both episodes so far and now when I high five you blanket that was shit swerved I got swerved yes nailed it